And I'm really happy it's going to be whatever the week before Thanksgiving or something, however Thanksgiving mm-hmm. works out. And I'm so happy because I just want to use that picture of the turkey made out of hot dogs. Do I know this picture? Uh, I would think so. I saw it on like Facebook or something. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, great show photo. That's a great choice. But no, this should not be a thing. <laughs> I don't think it really is a thing, but. <laughs> oh, no. All right. I'm ready if you're ready. Um, oh, wait. Oh, no. But it is a thing. Two foods together before, but we just discovered a way to combine these two American foods into one. They call it hot turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this wasn't a thing. I don't know. It sounds like a <laughs> sex term, frankly. I know it does. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes, I'm ready. Sorry. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the twice-weekly podcast about a podcast that might be too beautiful to live. From the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, I'm Anne Lundholm. This is our monthly clip show where we pick a theme and share some related moments of TBTL's past. No, we are not ripping off This American Life. Why do you ask? Uh, Joining me in this endeavor tonight She knows what sex means and is. She knows about the clubs and drugs. From Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello, Anne. That's quite an introduction. (laughs) Did you pick it because I'm pretty much drugged up right now? I did not, but it does happen to fit, doesn't it? It does. It does. (laughs) We'll see um, how loopy you get as your medication kicks in. (laughs) exactly (laughs) well as usual we'll discuss our business we'll listen to and break down some clips we'll do some housekeeping and we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show are we ready i'm ready all right one of the most beloved question mark terms on tbtl is hot dog story and the origin of the term for Uh, those listeners who are newer, is that it's from an actual story that Andrew Walsh told about a hot dog. But since then, it's expanded to include the possibility of any topic. I believe it was coined by our own jail dude, Mike Frizzell. It means (laughs) a story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, but no point. (laughs) And I would add that it's generally at least one American pie in length if not more. At least, yeah. (laughs) Um, When I was thinking about this topic, I thought it might be kind of problematic to try to make an entertaining clip show about hot dog stories. So instead, we're going to talk about stories that involve actual hot dogs. Uh, You might think 
that these stories started with the addition of Andrew to the program, but I was actually pretty surprised to find out that hot dogs have a long history on TBTL. <laughs> Me too. So uh, first, let's get the lowdown on our own feelings about hot dogs. On last month's clip show, it seemed like we were the least appropriate people to talk about alcohol. Um, and this month, Christy, you've been a vegetarian for 30 years. So yes. I don't know how many hot dogs you've eaten recently. How do you feel about them? Oh, gosh, I have stories. Um, so, well, when I was little, that's probably the only meat that I would eat. And that's probably why I didn't like it. And I would just microwave it till it was charcoal. Um <laughs> And then just use it as a vessel for mustard. Yes. Um, and then, even though I've said, oh, I hardly ever drink, the couple drinking stories that I have that happened in Seattle, I always get street meat. At the, at some point in the night, there's this place that's in Pioneer Square, and it's um, they credit themselves with creating the Seattle dog, which is cream cheese, a hot link, grilled onions. And usually like mustard or sauerkraut or whatever else you put on that. And I would feel more sick the next day and call my friends and say, who let me eat street meat? Because <laughs> when you don't eat meat for a really long time and then you eat street meat, I bet. <laughs> you're going to feel it <laughs> for days. Um, I, I guess I didn't. I thought that hot dogs were for children and for going to baseball games. So all this talk from adults eating hot dogs and talking about them, it just seems really weird to me. Yeah, my only experience with hot dogs are the, you know, Oscar Mayer ones that you buy mm -hmm. in the pack of six or however many it is at the store. When Andrew talks about hot dogs and he talks about the Polish sausage and all the the encased meat products that he ate as a child that had to do with his Polish heritage. I feel like I really missed something on that by not experiencing any of it. Yeah. So then you should make up for lost time. I don't know. I'm not like, I don't, I'm not a huge meat eater. Like I enjoy a great steak every once in a while or a hamburger or whatever. But whenever I go out to eat, I'm not, flipping straight to the meat page. I think I'm a carb person more mm -hmm. than anything. Because yeah, it's delicious. Right. And also the the <laughs> cooking of the hot dogs. I don't have a grill. And I, what would I do? Fry them? Pan fry them? Boil them? I'm not quite sure. I know nothing about the preparation of right. <laughs> of real hot dogs. And I don't know that there are too many places in the Twin Cities where I would go. Oh, except a baseball game. Right, right. Or um, um, Five Guys, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm sure, do you guys have Quick Trips there? Because Quick Trips is known for its roller food. And they had many hot dog shaped things such as pancake covered sausages. Oh. And other delightful treats. So. <laughs> You could go there. I I think that I am philosophically opposed to roller meats. <laughs> I don't know that I could ever bring myself to actually get one. 
Yeah. I think no. like you and street meat, I don't think it would be a, a great marriage between me no. and roller meats. Yeah. You have to kind of be out of your mind. And that's, that's the thing is there's certain foods that are okay uh, when you're drunk. And I think we get into that a little bit. Mm. In one of the clips. Yes. Yep. <laughs> But I was thinking in one of these uh, clips, Andrew references his chamber and it came to me what my chamber food is. Because like you, I don't really believe in being ashamed of what I eat or what I listen to or whatever. But I think my chamber food is SpaghettiOs with the little sliced up Franks in them. The little hot dog coins that they put in there. I could really go for a can of those every once in a while. I haven't had them since I was out of college, probably. Mm-hmm. But I remember them fondly. Okay, so I kind of have a chamber food that I would never eat around anyone that also um, has SpaghettiOs in it. Just the plain ones uh-huh. with Cheetos in them. Excuse me? You would just put the Cheetos inside of the <laughs> inside of the Cheetos or the inside of the um, SpaghettiOs and you eat it. Don't they get soggy? Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. You you kind of do it one at a time. Like you use it as almost a dipping or like a spoon because you only get the puff. You obviously eat the puffed ones. Those are the only ones that go with SpaghettiOs, obviously. Um, some people prefer the crunchy. Uh-huh. Some people being my sister. Um, I don't know if this was like a thing we ate probably when we came home from school and had no supervision for three to four hours a night. Um, and it was probably something, I I think we were allowed to use the microwave, but not the stove and it was just easy food. So we both still enjoy that. (laughs) I mean, again, I haven't eaten it 15, 20 years. I feel like, like a new door has opened to me. (laughs) Not that I want to try it, but just that I had never considered putting those two food items together. Um, I wouldn't say they get soggy. They get more chewy. Because as soon as you get those puffy Cheetos wet, they kind of like like a, shrink down. Uh-huh. Of course. Of course. It's pretty gross when you talk about it, but <laughs> it's pretty delightful to eat. <laughs> but it tastes good. <laughs> yes. Well, as long as... Please try it this weekend. As long as we're on a SpaghettiOs tangent, my when my mom had cancer, that was the only thing she could eat while she was having radiation was cans of plain SpaghettiOs. And she is not a lady who ate a lot of um, Chef Boyardee type products. But for whatever reason, that was the only thing that she could keep down. So probably like seven or eight years ago, I was having a weekend where I was sick. I had the stomach flu or something. And I think I called her and said, after you get done at church tomorrow, would you mind stopping by the store and picking me up some Sprite? And she brought me the Sprite and four cans of SpaghettiOs. She's like, I know it's weird, but it'll work for you. Interesting. And I was like, okay. And I got the can opener and opened one can of SpaghettiOs. And it smelled so gross, I almost hurled. I was like, nope. That is a you thing only, mom, not an Ann thing. Well, I also think there's a difference between like chemo puking and stomach flu. Yes. Yep. And she probably was craving like the sodium because that's all it is. It's like 
um, 10% tomato, 90% sodium. <laughs> Little sodium rings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do you have comfort food like that that your mom would make you when you were sick? No. Uh-uh. Oh. For being a nurse, my mom was not very sympathetic <laughs> when you got sick. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, stay away from me. She would be like, uh, are you done barfing yet? Can I go back to sleep? <laughs> I can tell when I'm starting to get sick because I crave the comfort foods that my mom would make us. Like what? Um, well, my sister and I both hate bananas because she always forced us to eat bananas when we had the stomach flu. So I can't handle that texture or the flavor of a raw banana. Um, but this like this uh, Lipton, it's in a bag, Lipton chicken noodle soup with tiny little noodles. It's again, it's like one step above Top Ramen. <laughs> you just add like two cups of water and you stir it. That's the soup she would always make us. Mm -hmm. um, and then this is a dinner that she would make us when my dad was traveling because he was like, um, this isn't food, um, which was just buttered noodles with ketchup uh you had me until you said ketchup but I, no i can see that ketchup tomato product yeah i mean it's it kind of like a fancy spaghettios if you think about it sure a fancy so spaghettios we would we would, have that. we would have that whenever he was out of town on business or whatever whenever he was out of town and so i can always tell when i'm sick when i'm at the store like I really need some shell noodles. And uh, <laughs> then I'm like, no, 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 you don't. You just need to take some rest and drink some water. <laughs> uh, well, we just took a TBTL-sized tangent from the topic of hot dogs. <laughs> but if to sum up, street meats, Christy, no. Bad. Roller meats and not a chance in hell. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I, of course, just have to say, I can get down with a corn dog every now and then. Oh, I like the Morning Star and Trader Joe's veggie corn dogs. Mm. I would try those because it's corn dog. It tastes just the same as a regular hot dog. I mean, a regular corn dog. Mm -hmm. So I would try that. Probably less calories. I don't know. Eh, who knows? <laughs> well, we have nutrition talk coming up, too. Oh, <laughs> Okay, let's get to these clips. Okay. As usual, I would like to thank the archivists who compiled the shows that led to these clips. Wonderful people, all of you. Jack Taylor, Naomi Hilliard, Ingrid Keller, Sarah Settlemeyer, and Ross Cartarelli found all these clips. A murderer's row of archivists is what we have here today. So thank you very much, guys. So let's go to this first clip um, this is an old one, and it's a good segue from the alcohol show into the hot dog show because <laughs> it involves both of these things. And uh, this is the time Luke tells Jen about his uh, visit to the Hollywood Park Casino when he was a little, a little teeny. Let's put it that way. Let's take a listen to that clip. But um, anyway, that was really fun. And then I uh, jumped in a cab and went down to a Hollywood Park casino. And um, I didn't really realize at the time that I had been, I'd really been ingesting a lot of alcohol at this point. 
Because um, I was at the casino and I thought I was comporting myself just fine. Well, they have a Pink's Hot Dogs in the Hollywood Park Casino. Now, I love. I don't know. When you lived in L.A., did you ever go to Pink's? Mm-mm. It's delicious. Although, I don't know. You know, it's just a hot dog. But maybe it's like psychologically I've, I've told myself that it's better than the average hot dog. So now it's like somehow... In my mind, it's better. But maybe. Well, it's... I always think that anytime you're eating a hot dog after no- after midnight, it's the best hot dog you've ever had. Oh my god, that's a great point. Uh, I might tweet that later. It's <laughs> a really good point. Um, anyway, so I go uh, I, I go to the casino and I get two hot dogs from Pink's Hot Dogs. I get like a spicy Polish one, which is my fave, and then I get a regular one too. And I'm walking over to the poker table because, by the way, there's nothing better than uh, sitting in a casino in Inglewood holding chips that are covered in human filth and cards that have been dealt to everyone and then finger food <laughs> it's a really it's a very alluring combination so I'm carrying my hot dogs back to the table and I put the hot dog the whatever plate thing I have down on this little table and of course my spicy Polish just rolls right off rolls right off of the plate right onto the floor I'm like ooh and everyone looks and they say, oh that's pretty you know too bad for you buddy and I know I go yeah I know so I pick it up, like, with the paper, and I put that down, and it's like, okay, that's the one I'm not eating. I'm going to eat the other one. And so I ate the other one, and then I ordered some wonton soup, and I ordered a couple of victory shots. And uh, as the I night just was... still can't believe you had hot dogs and wonton soup. That might be the first time anybody has comboed those. Probably so. <laughs> I'm an innovator, Flash. I don't know if you figured that out yet, after we've only worked together for nearly a thousand shows. Only 24 shows to go, by the way, before 1,000, which will be January 21st. It's a Saturday. We're going to be broadcasting live on Cairo Radio, again, 97.3 FM, from 7 to 10. It'll be very exciting. And then afterwards, we're going to have some kind of a hootenanny, which we haven't figured out all the specifics on. But block out Saturday night, January 21st, for our big 1,000th show. Spectacular and then fun after-party thing. But anyway. So back to your hot dog. So at some point, as I'm sitting there, it's been now a couple of hours. I realize I'm just still famished. And I look over and my Polish, my spicy Polish dog is still right there. And I guess somewhere in my brain, I thought, I think what I thought was, no one remembers this was on the floor. <laughs> I remember thinking that it was like kind of the perfect crime because I was like, what I'll do is I'll just, I'll just ha- eat the edge of this because I'm hungry. I just need like one bite of this. And that part probably didn't get that dirty. So I eat, like, you know, the first bite of the hot dog, the Polish hot dog, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so delicious. And I think nobody even remembers this was on the floor. And I don't know why it was. I mean, this thing had ketchup and mustard on it. It had the stuff on it that I'm sure was perfectly situated to pick up pubic hairs, toenail clippings, whatever else unholy stuff is on the carpet of a casino in Inglewood. And I just sat there eating the entire dog. By the way, no, I may have been I may have been right. I don't think anyone remembered, or at least no one commented on it. It's probably was the f- it, it probably was a completely new group of. Nah, no, this is mostly the same guys. But it probably that day was the like only the eighth grossest thing that happened at the casino, <laughs> so nobody was even really probably that surprised. But um, I uh, I ate the entire thing, and the truly crazy part is, I didn't even remember that it happened until the next morning. I wake up. At the Beverly Wilshire. You taste a little cigarette ash on your Something like that. Tongue. I wake up and I'm thinking, I think like, you know, I was like, you know, having heartburn or something. I'm like, what's that all about? And then it's just like all of a sudden a flash, like a snapshot memory of <laughs> me at the casino 
eating a hot dog that had been on the floor, and then it was, just, you know, just I, I was I was so ashamed of it that I did actually put it on Twitter. So that's just <laughs> that's just how ashamed I was. I mean, that's probably in my life flash the grossest thing I've ever eaten. I mean, like in terms of just being, just being. Like the last place on earth. I mean, if I dropped a hot dog on the carpet in here, I would never eat it. And this is, this is basically a surgical ward, right? Compared to Hollywood Park Casino. Right. So, Christy, have you ever eaten floor food? Not just in your own kitchen under the five second rule, but at some some time when you thought I really shouldn't eat this. Is does candy count? Yes. Well, then yes. <laughs> Just today, I dropped a peanut butter M&M on the grounds. I ate that. <laughs> like a level one go to waste. That's a shell. It's got a hard shell on it. Exactly. Well, and I just have to say, if you eat in restaurants, you've eaten food that's come off the floor because I've cooked in many restaurants and kitchens, and I know what happens back there. Um, Sorry. This is worrisome. <laughs> we always what? said that there's the three-second rule. But in a corporate restaurant, it's five seconds. So in at Olive Garden, it was a five second rule. <laughs> oh, um, what part of the kitchen floor are these things, and what's falling? Are we talking about like cuts of meat that haven't been cooked yet? Because yep. I'm okay with that. Both, both. I mean, because if you cook a steak and you drop it on the ground, the food cost of that is so high, and the amount of time it would take to cook another one while the other plate is just sitting in the window Mm -hmm. you can't do it just brush that stuff off (laughs) flip it over (laughs) maybe give it a little extra sear or something yes (laughs) maybe (laughs) the grossest one i saw and i thought it was uncalled for was someone dropped a handful of cooked pasta onto the ground and then just picked it up and put it on a plate because pasta is so cheap and it's so quick to cook because you already cook it off and then you just kind of dunk it in the hot water. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a little uncalled for, but I'll tell you, it's the floor where they're standing all day (laughs) on the line cooking. (laughs) I'm reevaluating how often I want to eat out now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have you ever eaten something off the floor? Does candy count? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so would you you said an M&M probably, mm-hmm. a Skittle, of course. Yes, Skittle is my is my thing. And I no, don't that's that's like your kryptonite, right? Yeah, well, yes, and it was Skittles that I ate. I, it wasn't exactly off the floor, but how can I tell this story without making it too long and hot doggy? But um <laughs> So when I was working at my second job, which was at that time my first job, which is a gift store, and one of the things we sold were kaleidoscopes. Not like kids' toy kaleidoscopes, but like pieces of movable sculpture kaleidoscopes in brass and glass and wood. And they're really pretty, and they're hundreds of dollars each. And we had a reputation for having really good ones. And so we used to throw a kaleidoscope exhibit every year that it was at my store. And we would get all the kaleidoscope uh, manufacturers to send us the really expensive, special, beautiful ones. And then we'd have a featured artist who would usually like come in for a reception. And we'd sell like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of this stuff. And one year we were doing a theme that had to do with 
really colorful whatevers. And so somebody decided that we would decorate all the exhibits with Skittles. Bags and mm-hmm. bags of Skittles scattered over the shelves of the exhibit. And it was a three-week-long thing. And so, like, in the first week... I ate all the Skittles out of like the enclosed cases because I figured nobody could get at those. And on the second week, I ate all the Skittles out of the window displays because I didn't think too many people would touch those. And on the Mm -hmm. third week, I just ate all the Skittles that were like on the tables around the sales floor. (laughs) So I think some of those may have been fingered by children by the time I got to them. And had dust and Windex and other things floating in the air on them. So, I love this story. What um, what is your favorite color of Skittle? Like, what's the order that you eat them in? Because they're all good, right? Right. So, um, which is your the order? Hmm. I honestly think that I don't have an order. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. I like grape the best. Grape. Uh huh. And then okay. what's the red one? Cherry or strawberry? Or yeah. Cherry. I don't know. I don't know. The people that say that Skittles are all the same flavor are just Jeremy. fooling themselves. What? Mm-hmm. He says that there's no difference, like M&M's. Of course there's a difference. A I lemon know. Skittle does not taste like a grape Skittle. <laughs> the only time I eat Skittles is I have to eat them when I do expense reports, and then I... I put them all, I get a pile because we have like a little candy machine that has those as well and peanuts, peanut butter, M&Ms and stuff like that. And I make a pile and then I put them all by color order and then they have to be Mm -hmm. even Yes, while I'm doing the expense report and then I eat them in an even way. Well, how else are you going to eat them? I mean, you could eat, (laughs) exactly. you could eat like all the orange ones first and then all the red ones are, but Mm -hmm. that just seems crazy. To me, you, well, you have no, to there's the monsters that just take whole handfuls and shove them in their mouth. Well, I don't even want to talk about those people. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about hot dogs, not SpaghettiOs, oh. not Skittles. <laughs> hot dogs. Why, do, why aren't we doing a candy episode? Because now I want some candy. <laughs> um. All right. So this is what happens when I do this on Percocet? <laughs> All right, so are we surprised that Luke ate this hot dog off the floor at the Hollywood Park Casino? No, I'm surprised he told us about it and that he told Jen about it. And that he was so ashamed he tweeted it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the part, if it didn't have ketchup and other kind of situations on it, I would have said, pick that baby up, wipe a napkin on it who cares right Mm -hmm. but the fact that it was carpeted and it had ketchup and other toppings and it rolled (laughs) and then he picked it up (laughs) that's when it gets gross (laughs) right that's where people walk (laughs) but drunk Drunk. i mean like that's when you're drunk you make really dumb choices i will say that i was surprised His justification for doing this was that probably nobody remembered that it fell on the floor so he could do it. And I was like, yes, Luke, because nobody is paying attention to you. 
That's what I've been saying is that people aren't looking at you and judging you and thinking about you as much as you believe they are. So this was a time he actually took that to heart. I wish he'd kept with that. I wish that someone had seen it. Um, I was at, this is another hot dog story. I was at uh, Red Hook Brewery once with my family. We used to go there all the time. And my cousin jumped up out of the seat and he ran over to this other table and gave the guy a high five. And I was like, I don't know what is going on. There's no like sports ball being played, like nothing. It was just calm. And he comes back and he goes, that guy just dropped a piece of bacon on the ground and picked it up and ate it. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like that would be my worst nightmare. Bacon on the floor? No, doing something really embarrassing and hoping that no one saw you. And then someone comes up and like a big guy runs at you and gives you a high five for it. I mean, what if Luke, I mean, I can just imagine someone sitting at that poker table with him, watching him and going, I know that guy is really drunk mm-hmm. and I bet he eats that thing. <laughs> Maybe everyone had side bets whether he eats it or not. That would be great. I know. <laughs> Although they were probably just as drunk as he was by oh, the right. time he actually ate it. But can we talk about this menu? Hot dogs and wonton soup? Yeah, the effect of this was that I started craving wonton soup, but not a hot dog. No. (laughs) Not a spicy floor dog. (laughs) (laughs) But if you think about it, wonton soup is basically sodium too, right? Right. Yeah, it's everything you crave when you're drunk. I mean, his blood pressure might be through the roof when he got done eating it all. (laughs) Plus all the drinking. We have no idea what he was drinking. So, But there's probably a lot of it. Right. <laughs> oh, hopefully he didn't try to take his max out of the ATM that night, too. Um, I'm not going to take that bet. <laughs> I, I have, and maybe this is just a me thing, although I know a couple other people. Um, sometimes when I take my bra off and I'm, I've been wearing a low-cut shirt i have what i call surprise bra snacks <laughs> yes Do you have that mm-hmm. especially like when you go to the movies you have like popcorn i'll eat that <laughs> i um i i like to eat chocolate chips sometimes a few chocolate chips for oh. dessert that's not uncommon to find yeah. a an extra chip down yeah, there the melted chips it's kind of you're like is that a new mole do i need to go get that checked out oh no it's nope. chocolate all right <laughs> Take a little bit of that. <laughs> Surprise bra snack. <laughs> All right, should we move on? Yes, let's. Okay, this is from March 17th of 2015. This is the original hot dog story. So let's listen. But at least it gave you a chance to go to the gym. What happened there? You said you had some problems? No, gym was fine. Uh, problem is what happened after the gym I was walking to the gym pretty hungry, thinking uh, I don't know, usually don't work out on a totally empty stomach, and I was getting really hungry, but I was like, yeah, I, I should do this now. And then on my way to the gym, I passed this woman who passed out. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, this woman who um, often uh, parks her little cart of 
big, thick, bacon-wrapped hot dogs and onions and peppers on the corner of Western and Wilshire. Mm. And as I was at the gym, I was getting so hungry at the gym. So I passed her on my way into the gym. And then um, I was so hungry at the gym that while I was on the treadmill, I'm not even shitting you, I was fantasizing about the French dip that you didn't eat on (laughs) Sunday. I swear to God, it's the first time in my life I've ever fantasized about food that, number one, wasn't mine to begin with. Like, fantasizing about somebody else's takeout. And this is takeout that, like, I was never even in the same state as. But you had mentioned it, and I'm on the treadmill thinking, like, God, I'd kill for that half-eaten French dip right now. So there was no way that I was going to walk all the way uh, home past that woman a second time without buying one of the hot dogs. And I was like, you know what? If there's a God, she will be gone by the time I get out of the gym, lunch hour traffic would probably be decreasing at this point. Maybe she'll just take her wares elsewhere, and I won't be tempted again. Well, it mm-hmm. turns out there is no God, mm-hmm. and I ate a giant hot dog while walking. Home Interesting from the gym. that this is finally the proof that so many skeptics of organized religion have looked for. You yeah, know, there's been there's been debate since almost the dawn yeah. of time about if there's a God or not, and it was actually proven on this uh, St. Patrick's Day based on you and your hot dog consumption. Yeah, well, there you go. It was there for the taking all along. Somebody just had to put it to the test. Yeah, good I did stuff. it for you. Don't dude. miss the sausage fest. It was so good, man. That wasn't the worst thing you could have eaten. I mean, if you really, here's the thing. If you want to be, if you want to, I don't know why you would do this, but if you want to take it to an, a health level, just um, don't eat the bun. I know that's kind of ruins the yeah. point, but that's the only part of that that's, I mean, if you if you go high protein, low carb, you know you're not you're not doing the worst that you could do. Yeah, it's not it's not the worst thing I could eat. I did eat the bun. Uh, you know the other thing about this is walking home. Kind of, I really felt like uh, I felt like I was fulfilling, even though I felt bad about myself for eating this giant hot dog right after I was at the gym. Mm-hmm. I can't I also believe ca- I ate that whole thing. Oh, and I ate it fast, man. I also kind of enjoyed the idea that I was, like, walking and eating in the city at the same time. Mm -hmm. You always, you know, like, you have the kind of quintessential kind of city scene, like a setup shot in a movie or something. And you always see somebody walk down the street shoveling a a hot dog or a piece of pizza into their mouth while hurrying and walking to their next appointment. And that was literally me. And I thought about it, like, halfway through the hot dog. I was kind of like, I'm like that guy in the movies. Um, And so that kind of made me... Oddly proud. Yeah, because it feels like that guy has got places to go and people to see. You know, what right? I mean? And hot dogs to eat. It sounds like that's that could be a title for the show. By the way, yeah, places to go and hot dogs thing. to eat. <laughs> because it's like that, it's also it's not it's not even not only a movie. It's like an um, opening montage to Perfect Strangers. Yeah, you know what I mean, or some other yeah. TV show that has like. Um, that has like a just kind of an exciting. I was going to see if we have a little. Um, do we have that um, that theme song in here? Dang, Nabbit! Whenever I want a Perfect Strangers theme song, I realize I don't have it in the system. But it's like it's always it's it's sort of like a again the the theme song in television uh, has really gone the way by the wayside because they want to get to the TV show content as quickly as possible. But in the olden days when there'd be like a minute long theme song and intro, they were always doing something like running around Chicago and grabbing a dog and catching a Cubs mm-hmm. game and riding on a scooter and doing a thing like there was so much involved. And that's kind of like what you were in a mini version of today. 
like Bosom Buddies. They had a, a kind of an epically long um, kind of. It, it, that's not Chicago, is it? Maybe um, Bosom Buddies is Chicago. It's some. City. Yeah, I can't remember. Or some listener will uh, remind us. All right, Ian. I have one thing to say. It wasn't as long as I remember it. <laughs> I feel maybe Mike jumped to a ju- was a little judgmental at first, or is it just now that their tangents are so much longer? And don't make any sense that this is just like refreshing. Well, we all know that Mike is rarely, if ever, judgmental. So it must be the second thing. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> um. Oh, my gosh. So I have some advice. Never go to the gym hungry. It, ne- it never goes well. Nope. And I don't know about your gym, but at mine, all they play is the Food Network. <laughs> it's like the Food Network and then Kardashians. Those are the only two things that are on all the TVs. So then it makes it worse, right? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I, re- I really do think that he earned the hot dog, though. Mm. <laughs> but what is he trying to accomplish at the gym? I mean, is right. he trying to build his know. beef castle? Or is he trying to create the necessary deficit for a hot dog because i thought it was the beef castle yeah i don't does he ever say that i mean he never has the um goal of like a luke no no he's not driven like that his motivations for going to the gym are uh somewhat unclear i think yeah just like not get winded walking upstairs right which is a good goal, right? Or get out and do something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe ride that bike all the way to the Ezels up the hill next time. <laughs> up the hill in the smoke filled. <laughs> it really was everything working against him. <laughs> Poor Andrew. Um, do you think this was that that Andrew would call this his chamber food? Well, if we're just talking about a bacon wrapped hot dog in a vacuum. I would say no. But if we put it in this context, then maybe. So have you, I know you go to the gym a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you, Have you ever made poor food decisions after the gym? Yes. What's the worst? Oh, I don't know. It usually involves candy. <laughs> and I say you earned that candy. I, I like to stop at the fancy grocery store that's around the corner from the gym on my way home Mm. sometimes to go to the nice salad bar i submit that any grocery store that is carpeted is a fancy grocery store and also it has a salad bar yeah and it has a salad bar and there are no cart corrals in the parking lot they assume that you either can just carry out your single bag of groceries or you can drive up to the pickup area and just get them so that's why it's a fancy grocery store but I go there with these intentions of going to the salad bar or getting a pre-made salad. And then I think I'm just going to go over to the bakery section and mm-hmm. look at how pretty everything is over there. And <laughs> that never ends well. Never. Okay. <laughs> I had, this was a terrible thing. Katrina and I used to go to um, CrossFit five days a week. And which is good. That's a positive thing. Mm-hmm. But in the same parking lot was a Baskin Robbins. How can oh, you no. not go Mm-mm. after you just ran a 5K and lifted 200 pounds? 
You deserve it. <laughs> you need the sugar. Right. You have to carb up. Mm-hmm. You, you need a scoop of that daiquiri ice. Yeah. Oh, daiquiri ice. What? Don't you remember that Baskin-Robbins flavor? It was daiquiri ice. Oh, yeah. I do. I had a dove named after it because it used to be my favorite. But it's just random that you said that because not many people know it. But of course I get pralines and cream. Oh, that's what my mom always got. What do you get? I haven't been to Baskin Robbins in so long. I don't even know what all the flavors are anymore. But uh, my Baskin Robbins story. Oh, here we go on another tangent. My Baskin Robbins (laughs) story is when I was six in 1983 was the year that Return of the Jedi came out. And I have a distinct memory of my mom taking me and my stepsister to see Return of the Jedi. And then we went to Baskin Robbins afterwards. And we were standing in the parking lot with our cones. And I said, Mom, can I have a lick of your pralines and cream? And she said, sure. And she held it down to me and I licked at it. And the whole scoop went plop out onto the parking lot. And I wanted to pick it up and eat it. No. Are you kidding? My mom would never eat floor food, much less ground ice cream. (laughs) I felt so guilty. I don't remember her being angry, but I think that I was just as guilty as if she had yelled at me. Oh, that's a terrible story. (laughs) Very sad. I I take ice cream very seriously. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, do you want to talk about the healthiness of this? Yes, exactly. That <laughs> okay. Luke says, well, if you just didn't eat the bun, then it would take it to the healthy side of things. And I was like, Luke, I want to reach back in time and slap you up the side of the head for saying that. <laughs> How on earth could a bacon wrapped hot dog be nutritionally acceptable without the well, bun? If you only if you're only doing low carb that's like a meal people eat that but i'm not saying it's, it's right stupid. and it's not healthy but it i, I don't know <laughs> i mean we've said before just because you're going low carb that doesn't mean that you should only eat bacon wrapped hot dogs and right. beef jerky and that that is healthy but mm-hmm. come on <laughs> I don't like Luke trying to like draw Andrew into his way of thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Andrew knew. No, this wasn't a good choice. Right. And just the sound of his voice. Mm-hmm. I, I just love of him thinking about it, like on the treadmill, thinking about that hot dog and doing a countdown of how many minutes <laughs> it's acceptable until he can go back. And saying that he was really hoping that the lady would have left with her hot dog cart Aww. by the time. But then I'm sure a part of him was really hoping that she would still be there. Oh, yeah. Because then he would have had to go out to get a hot dog. Or right. cook it at home. He would have to go to Der Wiener Schnitzel or whatever it is. Right. I thought it was funny what he was saying that he liked the idea, though, of like walking and eating a hot dog like he was a guy in the big cities, you know, like mm-hmm. the opening credits of Bosom Buddies. <laughs> I would like to s- I need to watch the beginning of every show and see if there actually ever was someone eating a hot dog in anything. All right. So when I was thinking about this, I was 
thinking about sort of Andrew strutting down the street with his hot dog. And I was like, yeah, like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever, you know, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And he's wearing that like red shirt and the leather jacket. And he's got the can of paint and he's just um, doing his thing down the street. And so I went and I watched that opening. It's like four minute opener. And at one point he stops in at this little pizzeria and he gets a piece of pizza and he's walking down the street eating his piece of pizza. And I was like, there it is. John Travolta. He couldn't get any cooler than that in 1970, whatever that was. I'm sure Andrew looked just like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Should we go to the next one? Oh, yes. This is a... A science clip. We'll call it a science clip. It comes from February 22nd in 2010. This is Jen and Luke talking about a new recommendation from pediatricians regarding hot dogs and children. Uh, pediatricians call for a choke-proof hot dog. Uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics wants foods like hot dogs to come with a warning label, not because of their nutritional risks. I'm reading from USA Today, by the way, um, but because they pose a choking hazard to babies and children. Uh, the Academy would like to see foods such as hot dogs redesigned so their size, shape, and texture make them less likely to lodge in a youngster's throat. More than 10,000 children under 14 go to the emergency room each year after choking on food, and up to 77 die. I'm actually surprised it's that low that it's only 77 kids a year die from choking. Don't you feel like you have personally... You mean because of how many go to the ER? Well, I feel like I personally have witnessed my little sisters almost choke to death on multiple occasions. Maybe it's because when someone's choking on food, it's so terrifying that you sort of like think they almost died, but maybe they really didn't. But I feel like I have personally witnessed 20 people come close to death because of choking on food in my life. Wouldn't you say you've seen it happen more than once? I, I have seen it happen more than once, but I do think it's what happens when someone starts choking on food is what goes through your mind is, oh, my God, they're dead. Mm-hmm. And they're hardly ever dead right, because they're not you even can pretty close. much always get it up. Right. <laughs> there was I remember I, I actually think it was a hot dog. Uh, my little sister, Sarah, I remember her choking on a hot dog. And I feel like the grown up, it was either it was my mom or my dad or it may have been a babysitter. It was somebody. My childhood was much like a Muppet baby. The adults were just, they were just stripey, stripey tights and Barbara Billingsley's voice. So it's a lot of it's kind of cloudy. Uh, anyway, I remember some grown-up person grabbing her. She was really little, you know, three or something, picking her up and holding her over the sink, basically by her feet, and, and, and the hot dog flying out, like, as if in a, you know, cartoon or something. Um, so uh, they say 77, uh, up to 77 uh, kids die a year from uh, choking. And this is the thing that kind of got me. The guy who authored this study is a dude named Gary Smith. He's the director of uh, the Center for Injury Research at Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. He says, if you were to take the best engineers in the world and try to design the perfect plug for a child's airway, it would be a hot dog. He says, I'm a pediatric emergency doctor, and to try to get them out once they're wedged in, it's almost impossible. The thing that I thought was kind of struck me about this article when I read it this morning was, uh, well, almost, I wasn't surprised at all, and most girls out there will not be surprised because it's like the first thing the mom says to you when you show up to babysit is you have to cut the hot dog lengthwise first when you serve it. So 
that's like been so hammered into me since I was a 13 year old babysitter that you have to cut it lengthwise because the circumference is the perfect. I mean, that's literally what the mom always says to you. The circumference is the perfect plug for their air hole. Wow. And so I guess I just don't understand why parents don't just cut them lengthwise because if they redesign the hot dog, then it might not fit over my campfire. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm, that's, I mean, it's like a hot dog by any other shape might not plump when you cook it. Like, as sweet, yeah. Let me try to mix in as many <laughs> unrelated things as I can. <laughs> like, here's the thing: if you made a hot dog the, the 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 shape of like a hamburger bun, then you could eat it on a hamburger bun, and you could put all the same stuff: the mustard, ketchup, the relish. In fact, it would pr- might even be easier to eat in some ways. Imagine a hamburger, but instead of a hamburger patty, it's a hot dog. And then also, you don't have to buy two kinds of buns. It makes sense on so many levels, except for the fact that it wouldn't be a hot dog. Yeah, it wouldn't. I mean, and and a hot dog is is so important for when you're camping. I agree, and I, I, I guess, I mean, even the cutting of the hot dog lengthwise. When I would go over to somebody else, clearly my parents weren't that worried about us kids dying because they figured, ah, uh, there's seven of them. You know, you lose a you lose a few. You know, but like because we, yeah. my parents never did that, and in fact, I remember going to people's houses. And if their moms would do that, even if their moms would just do the thing where you cut the hot dog down the middle so it doesn't explode when you try to barbecue it, even that seemed like yes. heresy to me. If anything messed with the structural integrity of the tubular shape, I was like, this is not a hot dog, good sir. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think kids are pretty – I think you're right that kids are pretty picky about it. And Because what I would always try to do when I was babysitting was I would try to hide what was happening by cutting it down lengthwise but then still putting it in – inside the bun serving it as if it's not cut lengthwise and i swear they would open it right up and be like this is wrong yeah. it's broken it's one of the most i swear hot dogs are one of the foods that are most closely associated with the kind of like for instance if you when you cut it up that's for babies like when i was a kid i was like i don't want to eat it like that that's for babies <laughs> you know gr- <laughs> grown-up kids get to they go on the big boy potty and they eat hot dogs that are not pre-cut up for them so uh anyway i i, I thought that was uh, i thought that was an interesting idea though i wonder i wonder if they're if if you're going to see if anyone will be bold enough. I mean, this actually, to be honest with you, if you're like Oscar Meyer or one of these companies, there might be uh, a, a, some kind of market share to be had in, you know, building a better hot dog. Because let's just say that like 20 percent of the moms of America or even like 5 percent of the moms of America aren't hung up on the essential hot dogness of the shape. And you're selling something that's not going to ever choke their kid and it tastes the same and it's basically the same thing. That's a, that's a better mousetrap when it comes to hot dogs. Like that's because, you know, that that's like a whole new group of people that are going to be really into your particular thing as opposed to like that's something you have that everybody else doesn't have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can market it like baby aspirin. You know, adults don't have to eat them. It's just for kids. Yeah. And you don't have to worry if the babysitter is, you know, going to be. By the way, my parents also never gave that advice to the babysitter ever. <laughs> Their advice to the babysitter was... Well, they had six spares. <laughs> exactly. An heir and six spares. As I've, as I've told on this show many times, their main advice to the babysitter was, oh, you want to lock Luke in his room and then have your boyfriend over and make out, and then he's going to sneak out of his room on a w- soggy roof in the middle of winter in his socks and almost die, and then when he comes back in, you're going to do your drill dance to love as a battlefield? Sure, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you make nine hundred? Could, oh, could you make nine hundred cookies using salt instead of sugar, and then swear Luke to secrecy? Sure, sounds perfect. Why don't you do that too, Dia, Deanna, whatever your name was? 
She was an amazing babysitter. She I mean, really all was. of that in one girl. She really was. She was something special. All right. So Luke's seen 20 people almost die from choking. Um, how many people have you seen almost die from choking? Um, well, besides the time when a Triscuit tried to murder me. <laughs> Triscuit? What are the ones that are like uh, almost like shredded wheat but savory? Yeah, Triscuits. Triscuit. A Triscuit tried to murder me, um, so I had to like push myself up against the counter until it came up. Besides that, nobody. I think it's very rare. Mm-hmm. They both were like, you know, you've seen people choking. Well, have you? And if you have, what, what kind of, where are you hanging out? <laughs> what are you feeding these people? <laughs> I know. I may have at some point seen somebody get something lodged in their throat and be struggling for five seconds or something, but I've never truly seen anybody choking where mm -hmm. I'd have to bust out the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah, I haven't either, which I'm thankful for. I have a big fear, maybe because of the wheat thin, um, wheat thin, Triscuit. Um, those two are interchangeable in my mind that or our parents were always warning us not to choke. Don't run with this in your mouth. Don't do this or you'll choke. Don't, you know. So I think that maybe I always had the fear. Mm, maybe. That I would. But mm -hmm. um, luckily I haven't seen anyone choke, especially to death, especially not a child. No. Uh, I had never actually considered this before. Whatever that pediatrician said that a hot dog is the perfect plug for mm -hmm. a kid's airway and I was like oh my god it is I never I mean I did a lot of babysitting like Jen but no parent ever gave me a lecture about cutting up the hot dogs I always did because I knew you just had to cut their food up into small enough pieces but I never right. thought about hot dogs specifically but it almost is as if when you're cutting them up into those bite-sized pieces is you're making it worse yeah maybe a kid if they take a bite themselves it'll be small mm -hmm. it'll be like a kid bite size but you're cutting it up into probably bigger but i really liked the advice to do it lengthwise i had never thought of that before mm -mm. well luke says whatever he says a hot dog by any other shape would not <laughs> really be a hot dog and jen points out that it would be problematic for you know toasting over the campfire right i mean <laughs> for her <laughs> but I don't know. Would it be a bad thing to cut them in half? I don't well, understand I, these kids who are like, I won't eat a hot dog that's cut in half. Right. That's, uh, you need new kids if that's the case. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I thought that the advice wasn't necessarily to cut it differently. I thought the advice from the pediatricians was to create a whole new shape for the hot dog. Yeah, that was another mind blower. I was yeah. thinking... No, you... no, no. Just figure it out. How you <laughs> prep the food. Cut it smaller. Uh-huh. Don't serve your kids hot dogs. That's a choice, too. If you're scared or they're prone to choking, don't give it to them. But, as Luke points out, if you were Oscar Mayer, this is an untapped segment of the market. Dumb parents who are also worried about their kids choking. On hot dogs. But what shape would you make it? I See, here's the thing. You could make it into a patty, but then it gets 
strangely close to spam, right? I don't know very much about spam. I've never had it, yeah. even though it's Me made either. here in Minnesota. Um, I've never tried a, a potted meat product, but it seems like it's probably made out of the same stuff, more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you just, why don't you just make it into the shape of a hamburger? Yeah. Or thinner. Like, if the problem is the shape of the kids, make them like straws. <laughs> Which seems so gross. That does seem a little bit weird. Or what about triangles like the hash browns at Arby's? Oh, okay. I'm back in. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But then they'll they'll have to get a new shaped bun. Oh. And then Big Bun gets in and, and puts a stop to it. That's true. That is a problem. Unless we get in with Big Bun first. Yeah, exactly. Like Big Bun, we have... Well, you know what? Kids don't really like the bun. The best part of the hot dog that absorbs all the condiments and mm-hmm. it's made of carbs. Mm-hmm, that's they don't like true. It. They, they usually don't eat the bun anyways. So we don't need to get Big Bun involved. <laughs> but, all right, I'm trying to work this out. So... If these kids are young enough that they could potentially choke on a regular hot dog, so we give them a hot dog patty, wouldn't we still need to cut it up for them? Yes. Well, then what's the point at all? Right. (laughs) This was a terrible idea. Pediatricians, you're dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Who listens to the pediatricians anyway? Come on. No. (laughs) (laughs) But the great little tag on this clip was uh, Luke's indictment of his babysitter. I couldn't figure out if she did all these things at the same night. You know, had her boyfriend come over to make out and then did a (laughs) dance routine and then made all the cookies with salt instead of sugar. (laughs) I forget if there was more. Yeah, she sounded like a terrible babysitter. They kind of love it. But busy, for sure. Yes, very busy. (laughs) Well, would you, she was watching potentially six kids. That's true. No, 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 no. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be that many because Luke's so much older right. than Sam and David, so by the time they came around, he was probably out of the house. So So but, maybe three. Yeah, three or, three four, or four for sure. Um, did you have any terrible babysitters? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. But um there was one see, this is a little bit different story because it was an older lady babysitter who came mm-hmm. to stay with us for a week when I was oh, wow. nine. So my brother Carl would have been four and we were living in England, but we were about to move to Switzerland. So my parents went to Switzerland for a weekend to apartment hunt and they got this lady to stay with us. Her name was Mrs. Lamb. And she was super mean. And I was a really, really good kid. And actually, Carl was good, too. But I think on the like the first or second night that she was there, I she thought we had gone to bed, but I came downstairs for some reason. And she was talking on the phone to like her daughter or somebody. And what she said, I heard her say, well, the girl's all right, but the boy is a nightmare. And I was like, oh, what? Oh my gosh. So did she, was that the first time she watched you and the last time? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And where did they find her? I don't know. I don't remember how that happened at all. Then the next time they went, there was a young lady that came to stay with us. And I told her that I was allowed to get as much candy as I wanted from the yeah. um, 
I don't know what they called it, the newspaper shop tobacconists in the in the village, and she let me get all the mm-hmm. candy, and so I liked her a lot. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Did she come back? I think we moved after that. Oh. But did you have bad babysitters? I mean, you were a latchkey kid, so you looked after right. yourself from a pretty young age, right? Yeah, from when we got off of school until my parents got home. But if they went out on the weekends or went away for a weekend, we would have a babysitter. And this one was named Stephanie. Oh, and no, she... that can't be good. <laughs> no. <laughs> she woke me up. I probably was eight or nine. Woke me up while when I was sleeping and said, I'm too scared to watch this movie alone. Will you watch it with me? And it was um, that uh, when a stranger calls. Oh, no. Yes. About, you know, children that are murdered while their babysitters there. And then all of a sudden a knock on the door. The the movie, I've watched maybe an hour of it. A knock on the door. It's her boyfriend. She sneaks her boyfriend in. Well, I guess he came through the front door, but, you know, he wasn't <laughs> supposed to be there. And then she says, okay, you can go to bed now. And as she was putting me to bed, she said, I was like kind of whimper, like, um, I'm too scared. She said, don't worry. There's not a man hanging from his eyeballs in your closet. And I thought, well, I never thought of that, but now I am thinking of that. And now I'm so scared of my closet. Oh, no, poor Christy. I know. And to this day, I have to have the closet door closed at all times in my room. But who does that? Um, Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> that bitch. So that's probably the worst one. <laughs> all right. Should we move on? Yes. Okay. This is from October 13th, 2011, um, when a man threw a hot dog at Tiger Woods. Let's listen. I want to tell you about this guy who, in Food News who threw the hot dog at Tiger oh, Woods. Yeah. Um, let me just grab the story here really quick. Uh, you heard about this, right, Flash? Well, I've seen the, the footage. Uh, and then I saw the security guard walking, holding the hot dog. Yeah, the guy, the one security guard got sent to go get it off the green. Right. And Tiger Woods apparently didn't even know that it was happening. This was at a golf tournament in California. Um, the guy didn't get that close to him. He sort of hucks the hot dog. And then he um, gets down on his like belly and is basically just like waiting for which is what I would do if I were ever tried to like run onto a field I would be already imagining the part where they were going to tase me so I would like the second I got on the field I would just collapse and be like okay guys you got me so that's just... not how the mummy does it though <laughs> no that was that was Matt Smith oh that wasn't oh and the mummy no the mummy did it and Matt Smith right they ran yeah. on the kingdom yeah they got arrested and they kept running um let's see here uh tiger woods I'm also typing with like my both of my ring fingers because they're the only things that don't have Dorito <laughs> dust on them. And I'm realizing that Dorito dust is sticky. Yeah. Man. Um, so this is what the guy said. After he ran out and threw the hot dog at Tiger Woods, they arrested him. This guy's named Brandon Kelly of Petaluma, California. He told the Santa Rosa Press Democrat on Tuesday that he's actually a huge fan of Tiger Woods, and he got the idea to throw the hot dog onto the golf course after watching the movie Drive. I don't remember that in Drive. He says, I threw the hot dog towards Tiger Woods because I was inspired by the movie Drive. 
As soon as that movie ended, I thought to myself, I have to do something courageous and epic. I have to throw a hot dog on the green in front of Tiger. <laughs> wow. I know. I did not have that same reaction. I, I, when I left Drive, I just went out for sushi. It was heroic, did you throw? Did you throw the sushi at anyone? <laughs> no. I don't know if that guy's... If, if he's joking, then it's really funny. If he's not, then obviously he's mentally ill. But this, I, I, that was the most surprising reason. And yet another case this week of Drive making its way into the news for something yeah. unrelated to the film. The other thing is that um, there's actually something quite tragic now to the story. Because first it was just like, oh, that's wacky. But now that I know he was attempting for something heroic and right. epic. And that's what he became, came up that's with. That's what he came up with. Now yeah. it's sad. Yeah. Now it really it's is. now it really it really speaks to this generation's lack of creativity yeah. and thinking outside the box, coming up with grand innovation, thinking outside the bun. <laughs> okay, Anne. <laughs> if he liked Tiger Woods, why would he throw a hot dog at him? I don't understand this at all. I get throwing something if he if he hates him because this is right around the time when that we found out that Tiger Woods had like a bunch of girlfriends. Uh-huh. Um and like was beating his wife or something. Like all the bad stuff about Tiger Woods had just come out and this guy honors him by throwing food at him. Well, and his whole thing as Luke and Jen uh, mentioned is that he says he has to do something quote courageous and epic. And the thing that he chooses is throwing a hot dog at a golfer? And I saw the movie Drive. I don't think... It didn't inspire me to do something courageous and honorable. Did you see it? I I did. And actually, I was um, super shocked that it came out in 2011. I thought it was like two years ago. And I was like, wait. I know, me too. (laughs) That movie is six years old. Yeah, that. Do you remember? So Luke mentions, oh, this is the second time we've heard uh, the movie drive in in, uh, news. Do you remember what the other one was? I don't. It was that someone wrote a really funny, bad review of drive and saying that it was misleading because of the name. And Oh, that's right. Yeah. Do you remember? Yes. (laughs) And that it was actually terrible and... Like there wasn't as much driving as they thought there was going right. to be. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's what inspired the movie Baby Driver years later. Maybe. <laughs> but I think that Jen is right. This guy, he does seem kind of pathetic now that this is the way he chose to express the the feelings that this movie brought out in him. and And it does not speak well to the creativity of the younger generation if this is the best he can come up with yes like okay so if you're inspired by the movie drive onto the golf course maybe (laughs) (laughs) i I mean the hot were there even hot dogs in that movie i don't get where he had to be mentally ill right i i something's got to be wrong with him i don't know drugs or illness but yeah like drugs or alcohol had to be involved in this right and if he had driven a car onto the golf course the punishment would have been probably a lot higher for that so now we're talking something epic 
Right. Not right. throwing a hot dog, which is all that's going to happen probably is that he's going to get kicked out. Right. And oh man, I So if he was drunk and he had this hot dog, had he dropped it on the floor in a casino first? <laughs> I don't know. Did he get the hot dog at the golf tournament or did he have to bring it in with him? Is there that <laughs> level of pre-planning? I don't know. <laughs> Luckily, I've never been to a golf tournament and hope to never have to. Um, so I don't know what the concession situation is there. <laughs> I don't think we need to find out. No. I see in your notes that you mentioned uh, the mummy. Should we talk about that? Because that was pretty interesting. Yes, indeed. Um, interesting, not surprising. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, there's really not a lot of details there, but... Uh, no. But the mummy and some other guy ran on the field at a Mariners game and got arrested. And I thought, yeah, that, that makes sense. I wonder if he was naked. Oh, God, I hope not. Because it's not something people usually do. wonder have we ever looked to see if the mummy has an arrest record oh maybe bobby should get on that yeah that's that's good let's do that or maybe maybe it's more maybe it's more appropriate or not appropriate maybe it would be better if phyllis tried because we know she's got the ins on how to do that sort of thing but right. I, she's kind of a big shot now i don't know if <laughs> we want her right. to go spend 92 bucks Swimming getting the, the-, the mummy's arrest record <laughs> Well, and like uh, Luke did a very uh, veiled reference to the mummy being like the character in Dear John. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree. I mean, I don't think that he has the um, he definitely has the lying power and the mm-hmm. scamming. Um, but I don't think he's as malicious. No. Having no, met him. No. So, um, yeah, but I, I definitely <laughs> see him having some kind of what is it panhandling but playing his instrument what is it called when you play an instrument for money oh busking yes i could see him getting busted for that and like trying to say but i have a right and the code is rcw you know and like getting mouthy with the cop i could Mm, see that mm -hmm. yep i could see public intoxication yes i could see indecent exposure yep (laughs) public uh sex mm. <laughs> wait this conversation just took a turn <laughs> i know <laughs> can we go back to skittles please <laughs> <laughs> why don't we go to the final clip then yes okay this is from may 22nd 2015 um this is luke and andrew discussing a story about uh, a new york hot dog vendor who got into hot water for uh, overcharging some of his customers. What's going on up in New York City? New York City? Get a rope. Is that a huh, hot dog vendor has been busted by, well, it started off that there were apparently a number of fights happening on the street. This is down near sort of uh, what we call ground zero. Um, this hot dog vendor uh, was getting into it with customers over the what he was trying to charge for hot dogs. And so the local business authority was was notified, and then somehow the media heard about it. So the uh, local TV folks headed down there, and uh, what they found was a guy who would charge between $3 and $30 for a hot dog, depending on if he thought the people were 
tourists or not, he has since been fired uh, from the hot dog cart. It was kind of one of those. Um, I didn't. I, I have the audio, but I'm not going to play it because it was really loud on the street. It doesn't make a ton of sense if you're not seeing what's going on. But mm-hmm. basically, it's one of those. You know, every city, every TV station's got their like people helper or gotcha gotcha guy who goes out and like you know is fighting for you seven on your side yeah jesse jones <laughs> jesse whatever it is and the, the 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 people helper lady of new york is out there and they're videotaping this guy basically uh speaking english to people and then when they go up with the cameras and they're like how much is a hot dog and he says three dollars they're like we just saw you trying to charge someone thirty dollars he goes no english yeah <laughs> so um here's the thing i mean he it's not cool what he's doing but isn't and i'm not trying to get all adam smith on it um but i i feel like isn't it kind of like he can say here's what i'm charging for a hot dog and you could say uh okay i want to pay that or not i mean it's dynamic pricing right well, I am definitely of a split mind on this. And keep in mind, you're talking to a guy who's always loved the idea of New York, or at least the New York that um, was portrayed in the movies that I saw growing up, which would have been more of an 80s, 90s version of New York. Um, so I love the idea of New York. I also like justice. And if I found hmm. out that, and again, context is everything. So this is, I'm going to draw a, a parallel here that is not entirely fair but like you know if i found out that there's some street vendor who when somebody comes up and they're white and says okay it's three bucks but then if they charge a black person like thirty dollars like if they were making the decision based on that i would be like pretty outraged about it i know it's not exactly the same but you know just kind of like knowing that somebody is there sizing up the situation and then making a uh making a judgment call and basically kind of screwing other screwing over some people and not others obviously rankles my sense of justice. On the other hand, I read a piece. I'm I'm glad you put this in the rundown today. I had read a piece by Hamilton Nolan about this because I think yesterday I read about, you know, I read the outrage pieces. And then uh, Hamilton Nolan, who writes for Gawker, basically had a huge like, you know what, this is, excuse the language, like this is fucking New York City. New York City is kind of built on people pulling this kind of stuff. In In this day and age, New York City, he is arguing, is basically taken over by commercial interests anyway. And so, like, this is a kind of he's saying this is a little bit of old New York. And also, why is it only fair to screw people over if you're some big corporation, not some dude on the street corner the way it used to be? I know. I, I mean, it's it's like if you walk up and you say, how much is a hot dog? And he says, it's $30. Then you just say, like, I don't want to pay $30 for a hot dog. And you leave. It, it seems to me. Now, I mean, I know there are rules. Like, you have to post the prices. And you have to, I guess, mostly probably to avoid what you're talking about, which is sort of looking at people and then charging them differently based maybe on what you perceive to be their sexual orientation or their race or some one of these things that we we agree that you cannot discriminate over. But can you discriminate over somebody being basically naive? Right. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, there are lots of things where it costs more for like a convenience factor. There's lots of things where... Uh, if you like the you know i was talking to the um uh the subscription people from the new york times and i just was i said to her this was the other day i said oh by the way do you have any promotions going and she was like yeah i can give you 50% off 
what you're paying yeah. for like the next six months. I was like, yeah, I will take that. Thank you. She's like, yeah, I'll put that on your file. If I didn't ask for that, right. I would have just been charged the full price. But I kind of know that there's like – so it's like I think everybody's on their hustle a little bit, and you have to be savvy, and you have to – but, I mean, you have the you have the right to not buy the hot dog if it's overpriced. People were just acting in this, in this news piece. One thing that was complete and utter ridiculousness was – uh, they tried to connect it up with this idea of desecrating the memory of 9-11. What? Oh, because it was near – is it near – it's near the Freedom Tower. That's it's, right. It's yeah. Near, yeah, it's near Ground Zero, and so they got some uh, woman to say, like, it's making – you know, it's like, come on, guys. Uh, but Do, um, do you mind – can I take a moment? I This isn't going to take long, please. but I just really – I'm not always – I'm not – I'm not always the biggest fan of Hamilton Nolan, but I really felt like he kind of nailed it in this. Um, so I'm going to read this for a second. Uh, uh, Ahmed Mohammed, I think, is the name of the guy, right, who was telling yeah. you. So he writes, quote, by the way, language alert. Uh, so Ahmed Mohammed charged tourists in Manhattan tourist district $30 for a hot dog. So welcome to New York City, motherfuckers. Anyone who's willing to hand over $30 US to a hot dog vendor for a single hot dog is, by definition, someone who deserves to get soaked by the grand hustlers of New York City, the hustlingest city in the world. These suckers have a great, quote, real New York City story to tell the folks back home. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. This is more to the point. If Muhammad had built a shitty prefix dinner restaurant charging $60 for a pre-theater meal, he would be a respected businessman. If he had dreamt up an opaque financial security that could be packaged and sold off to rubes before it blew up, he'd be a millionaire. But because he only sold an expensive hot dog to tourists, he's out of work. So I think there are some holes in that argument, but I I understand where he's coming from. New York City! (laughs) Get a rope. If we never have to hear that again, I would be I very happy. <laughs> well, this week is tough. People can probably tell what week we're recording this now. <laughs> that particular commercial and tagline, a punchline, has it's like the textbook definition of something that's gotten Burbanked. <laughs> right. It was funny, and then it was not funny. And then it kind of got funny again, and I think we're going back down the hill. (laughs) Yeah, luckily he leaves New York soon. Yes. But, okay, so I have one major objection to this, and I think that you have the same one. They talk about what's the big deal if he, this guy is charging $3 or $30. If you're dumb Mm -hmm. enough or naive enough to fall for it, then that's your deal. But this isn't some independent hot dog vendor. He works for a company because they said he'd been fired. So essentially, he's overcharging these customers and then I assume pocketing the money. Yeah. So he's stealing from his company. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe he gives them all the money that they should get if he sold all the hot dogs for three bucks and then kept the rest for himself. But he's right. stealing whichever way you slice it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think... Well, my favorite quote was Andrew saying, I love the idea of New York and also justice (laughs) because (laughs) I feel the exact same way. Um, I wouldn't want to get scammed for paying $30, but also if, well, first I wouldn't be buying a hot dog unless I was drunk. And as soon as someone said it's $30, I'd say, no, no, No. thanks. Mm -mm. No, no. like I could get a full meal (laughs) for that. So I would just say no. I'm sure that that he profiles if there's like European touristy looking people coming Mm -hmm. up and they just 
have the American money. You know, like when you go places, I, I probably when I am in Mexico, I'm like, this money, it's all different. And, you know, yep. you have like handfuls of it and you're like, just take what you need. And I feel like that probably happens. All this American money, like how much is it? And then they don't bat an eye. But the thing is, like, you hear stories about local people in um, Paris doing that to Americans, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just a scam that happens. It's just, just a scam that happens, but I still don't like it. No, no, no. I don't <laughs> like it either. But also, they pointed this out, and I I wrote this down before they even got to the clip, is what's the difference between that and Starbucks in... Um, rockefeller center or times square whatever charging more than a starbucks outside of that tourist area because they do they there's an upcharge well i would say that that probably part of that is about uh rent i would assume that the rent in rockefeller center is quite a bit more expensive than other places Mm -hmm. so you have to adjust the prices accordingly i don't know that it's necessarily a a tourism tax i mean maybe it is well, and people, you have a captive audience willing to pay it. Right. And I would say maybe the difference between between this hot dog thing and, say, your Rockefeller Starbucks is that everybody has to pay the higher prices at right. Starbucks. Right, pick and choose. Right. I, I thought Andrew's race analogy was pretty bad. I don't think that that worked very well for what he was trying I don't remember exactly why I thought it didn't work but I didn't think it worked very well although I've been to Hawaii with uh, my friend who's native Hawaiian we definitely got things for cheaper (laughs) than if I would have just been alone (laughs) well people are bad everywhere right (laughs) I want to know oh they um, had someone do a catch I want to know where this guy is now what does he do Maybe he opened his own cart. That was the problem. Mm -hmm. If he would have just had his own cart, then he could charge whatever he wanted to. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Luke said the thing about they have to post the prices or something, but I don't know. Yeah. Which they should. All the Mm -hmm. prices should be Mm -hmm. posted. Would you eat a hot dog in the streets of New York? I get anxious trying to eat and walk and look at things so I don't know if I would I also get kind of anxious about food in strange places not that I'm not adventurous but it's like the options are too overwhelming that sometimes like my brain shuts down because the there are so many choices that I end up eating nothing okay or I I might think that there's something amazing that might be just around a corner so why would I eat a hot dog now right right because your favorite thing is going to be the next street over. Right. I mean, what if I went around the corner and there was Dylan's candy bar? Right. So I have it easy because I can knock off 90% of the things. Right. Yeah. Because I, I just don't eat it. So then I have more limited choices. But the one thing I do love from the street are these like bag of nuts. Have you ever been to New York City? I haven't. Okay. They have these little push carts, the same kind of thing. And they have hot nuts and they're usually like coated in coconut <laughs> or just roasted and somewhere those bobby is saying sounds like yeah. my last date <laughs> right <laughs> hot nuts in my mouth in new york city <laughs> please don't make a drop of that <laughs> 
Wait, those are the only thing I can get after because I feel like it's pretty safe. Mm-hmm. Just nuts. Like and they're easy to eat. You just have you just have the little cuz you get like a tiny little bag. It's like a wax paper bag. You just put that in your pocket when you're feeling like you want to need a little protein kick up. Put that um, in your mouth. Are we talking peanuts or No, they're usually like cashews or mm. mixed nuts and they have a sugary type coating. Um, and sometimes, oh, sometimes it'll be um, roasted chunks of coconut, too. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. We need someone in New York to send us some. <laughs> in in Switzerland, <laughs> in the winter, for sure, they used to have those kinds of carts that would sell roasted chestnuts. They have lots of chestnuts oh, in Switzerland. So I remember getting those a few times. Those are good. But no hot dogs. Just say no. <laughs> you always see those... Uh, exposés on what is really in that hot dog water in New York City. Nope. Nope. Uh, don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, like a squirrel fell in or something and it's still right. down there. There's rats still swimming in it. Like, who knows? <laughs> I mean, if I was a rat, I would want to swim in hot dog water. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 All right. Are we done with this? I think so. This was really fun. <laughs> it was. Now I want a veggie corn dog for dinner. <laughs> or some SpaghettiOs. Mm, that too. Yep. <laughs> Please try it with Cheetos. You don't have to tell me if you feel a little ashamed of it, but just try it. All right. I'll try it. Sometime. And if anyone else has also tried this, please message me. I need to know. <laughs> that you're not alone? Yeah. I need to know <laughs> All right, I'll do some housekeeping. First, on the last clip show, there was just initials SR, and I said I would track that person down. So I have the name, and I'm going to butcher it because I'm terrible at it. Sumathi Raghaven. Do you see it? Is that how you would say it? Wait, where did you write it? Oh, um, I would say Sumathi uh, Raghavan. <gasps> oh. You're good. You should do donors of the day. And the thing is, I know I've met her. So I'm so sorry that I that I butchered your name. And also then just we just had SR. So thank you for your help on the last clip show. You can't Um, hide any longer. (laughs) Nope. So check out merch in the merch store. Hopefully by the time you're hearing this in November right? November. Mm-hmm. We will have new stuff. Check it out just in time for the holidays. Um, Archive Project, please sign up. We have a lot of need for especially newer episodes, the 2016 to current. Um, the Try Our Amazon link. It's holiday shopping time. I wish I had like little silver bells to play right here. Uh, but go to littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon and buy all of your stuff that you're going to buy on Amazon anyways. And then probably in December, we'll have an episode again where we say all the cool stuff that you guys have purchased. And then you have, this is the last probably Friday show before we want to do our best of. So send in your favorite LRB moments for our best of show. And where do you send those LRB moments? Well, we've got a lot of ways for you to get involved with your show. You can go to littleredbandwagon.com. 
You can uh, submit those at throwyourphone.com. You could post them on our Facebook page. Uh, you could tweet them at us at LRB Podcast, or you can email us a little red bandwagon at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to do an audio postcard or send us a text, it's 802 432 TBTL. That's 802 432 8285. I'm really glad that I ate before we did this episode, Christy. <laughs> I didn't, so <laughs> I'm now I'm like, hmm, Jeremy, this is our night that we do date night, and he's going to come home, and I'll be like, okay, I want some SpaghettiOs with some hot dogs, and <laughs> not really, though. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me be on the show with you again, and um, for finding all these amazing clips. <laughs> They're so great. So I guess I'll end it. Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen. Yay. Nailed it.